Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight Lady Esther celebrates one of the truly great occasions in the history of the Screen Guild Players. Two distinguished theatrical families contribute their talents to a famous play by a delightful and witty author. Miss Ethel Barrymore, Mr. Lionel Barrymore, and Mr. Douglas Fairbanks, Jr., in J.M. Barry's play, The Old Lady Shows Her Medals. And since most good plays have a preface, here is Mr. Barrymore with ours. Mr. Barrymore. <laughs> you know, uh, most playwrights have an attitude. They'll tell you no one completely understands their characters. Not even the actors who read the lines, who who, so to speak, puts the flesh upon a skeleton of words. Well, we have a brilliant author tonight, and the most distinguished cast. I don't mean to provoke a discussion, but after all, we want to do this play for you, so I'm sure Ethel and Doug won't mind if Mr. Barry speaks up occasionally and has his little word or two. And that being mutually agreed upon, I think it's time that we let the author set the scene. London, during the war. The war to end all wars. You know, the one before the last one. Three <laughs> nice old ladies and a criminal who was even nicer are discussing the war over a bit of refreshment. Mrs. Dowie, the hostess, who also happens to be our criminal, is the first to speak. Ladies, you have another dish of tea? <laughs> you notice she calls it a dish of tea, which shows that she's Scotch. Oh, but that's not a crime, though. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Barry, I believe I did. Let me find on the floor. So will I. Now, these nice old ladies are London charwomen, professionally called charwoman and, or simply and, which means that they're caretakers, too. Oh, but Mrs. Haggerty, she's just a charwoman and nothing else. Mrs. Haggerty, as a matter of fact, is not at our party by invitation. She simply tagged along after the others and so shuffled into the play against our wish. So I imagine we could remove her, but since she slipped in, we'll let her stay, provided she keeps quiet. Thank you, Mr. Arthur. Uh, now then, Mrs. Dowie knows, of course, that she is a criminal. But unlike the author, she has no idea she's going to be found out. So all of these four lively old codgers, Mrs. Dowie, is the merriest uh, as she presses more tea upon her gas. Come, ladies, another dish of tea. Just one more winkle, Mrs. Nicholson. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Dowie. I'm up to there. As a matter of fact, there's only one winkle left. And the Haggerty woman has her eye on that. I dare say I should know, and I say it is. <laughs> Mrs. Twimley is annoyed. Someone must have contradicted her. That's what I say, it is. And I say it may be so. I suppose I ought to know me that as a son of prisoner in Germany. Oh, she's sore to that one. But watch the others rally now. 
My son is fighting in France. Mine was wounded in two places. Mine's at Salonite. Oh, Excuse me, Mrs. Haggerty, but the correct pronunciation is Salamiti. I don't think. And I speak as one that has war saving certificate. Eleven we all. Uh, by the way, I had a letter from my person yesterday. My Alfred sent me a photo. Letters from Salonite is less common. Well, Mrs. Dowie, you old rogue. Will you let yourself be outdone by them? Show them your packet of letters. Go on. My Kenneth writes to me every week. Oh, look at these. All his. Well, Alfred has little time for writing being a bombardier. Oh, it isn't just how often he writes. Tell me, do your letters begin, dear mother? Generally. Every time. Kenneth begins, dearest mother. Oh, that was a knockout blow. Uh, go ahead, Mrs. Simmons. Who are your best man? You're Kenneth, Mrs. Dowie. A short man, I should say, judging by yourself. Six foot two and a half. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cutie, did you tell me? He's in the famous Black Watch. Oh, indeed. Well, we can't all be cutie. That's very true. Uh, Mrs. Dowie, this Kenneth of yours. Has he got great hairy legs? Tremendous. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I might even say... Excuse me, old lady, I'll have to stop you there. Naturally, you don't know it yet, but your nemesis is about to enter. Nemesis, in this case, is uh, Reverend Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams has led a rather drab existence, but happily for him, he'll never know it. On the contrary, he always thinks of himself as in the thick of things. Now, as he enters, his smile is triumphant. For he knows that he's in the thick of them again. Uh, no, ladies, please, I really can't say. Only long enough to tell you, that is. What? Uh, friends, I have news. News from the front, my Alfred, sir. I, I, I tell you all at once that all is well. The news is from Mrs. Dowling. News for me? Your son, Mrs. Dowling. He has got five days leave. My son? Are you sure? Quite sure. He's arrived. Arrived? In London? Yes, indeed. I've spoken to him. Mrs. Dower, you lucky woman. Oh, yes, Believe me, it's quite a romance. I was in the in the church army quarters in Central Street when suddenly, I can't account for it, but suddenly my eyes alighted on a Highlander seated rather drearily on a bench with his kit at his feet. A big man, Reverend? A great brawny fellow. Oh. Uh, my friend, I said, welcome back to Blighty. I make a point of calling it Blighty. I wonder, I said, if there's anything I can do for you. He shook his head. Uh, what regiment, I asked. Black Watch, this battalion, he said. Name, I asked. Dowie, he said. I declare, I do declare. I put my hand on his shoulder like this. Kenneth Dowie, I said, I know your mother. What, what did he say to that? He was incredulous. Indeed, he seemed to think I was balmy. So I offered to bring him straight to you. Bring him to me. I wonder he needed to be brought. Oh, he just arrived and was bewildered by the great city. He listened to me in the taciturn Scotch way, and then he gave me a curious laugh. Laugh? Uh, the Scotch Mrs. Swimley expressed their emotions differently from us. Oh. When I finished, he said at once, let us go and see the old lady. You mean he's coming? More than that, Mrs. Dowie. I mean he's here. <laughs> Well, now, old lady, you're up against it, aren't you? You know you haven't any son, and yet here he is. 
You're frightened, of course. You wonder how it'll all turn out. Well, so do we, as a matter of fact, so let's get on with it. Uh, let's get the others decently out and let's face Private Dowie as he comes down the stairs. Well, how about it, Mrs.? You recognize your loving son? I'm pleased I wrote so often, mister. Uh, and I imagine you'll tell me those are my answers, that packet of letters you got in your hand. Well... Yeah, let me see them. Yeah, well, they're all in order, apparently. All addressed in pencil to Mrs. Dowie, marked open by Spencer. Hello. Nothing but blank paper inside. Is this your writing on the envelope? Yes. Well, that's it, eh? Yeah, the Kobe told me you were a charwoman, so I suppose you picked the envelopes out of wastepaper baskets or such like and then changed the addresses, eh? Yes. Well, I've got a good mind to... Oh, no, no. Don't you burn them letters, mister. Oh, why not? They're not real letters. They're all I have. Well, I thought you had a son. I never had a man nor a son nor anything. I just called myself missus to give me a standing. Well, let's pass my seeing through. What made you do it? With everybody's war, mister, except mine. I wanted it to be my war, too. Well, you'll need to be plainer. You're uncursed if I care to hear you, you lying old trickster. So I'll be getting on. Already? Of course. I just came here to give you an ugly piece of my mind. Well, you haven't given it to me yet. Well, you have got a cheek. Yes, sir. You wouldn't drink some tea. Me? I tell you, I just came here to blaze away at you. Oh, well, you could blaze away while he was drinking tea. And there's Winkles. Winkles? Where? Right here in the... Oh, well, there was Winkles. Mrs. Haggerty must have got the last. Well, it doesn't matter. It... I, I wouldn't touch you, Winkles. Not me. You're just a common rogue. Yes, sir. Now then, out with it. I want the truth. It's God's truth. My name is Dowie, mister. No, it's enough to make me change mine. Go on. I've been charring and charring and charring as far back as I mind. I've been in London these 20 years. You'll skip your early days. I have an appointment. And then when I was old, the war broke out. Well, how could that affect you? Oh, mister, that's the thing. It didn't affect me. It affected everybody but me. The neighbors looked down on me. Even the posters on the walls of the woman saying, Oh, my boy, leers at me. I sometimes cry by myself in the dark. You wouldn't have a cup of tea? No. Then suddenly, like the idea come to me, to pretend I had a son. You're a depraved old liar. But what in the name of old Nick made you choose me out of the whole British Army? <laughs> Maybe, mister, because I liked you best. Oh, now, woman. I read one day in the papers in which he was assisted by Private K. Dowie, 5th Battalion, Black Watch. Hmm, did you now? Mm -hmm. yeah. well, I expect that's the only time I ever was in the paper. And how did you guess the case stood for Kenneth? Does it? An angel whispered it to me in my sleep. Well, that's the only angel in the whole black business. <laughs> yeah, you little thought I'd turn up, did you? Or did you? I was beginning to be weary for the sight of you, Kenneth. What word was that? Mister. Mm. Well, I hope you're pleased with me now that you see me. I'm very pleased. Does your folk live in Scotland? Aye, in Glasgow. Both live in... Aye. Is your mother terrible proud of you? Naturally. And we going on to them? Well, after I've had a skite in London first. So she's in London. Who? Your young lady. Oh, and if she is, are you jealous? Not me. No, you needn't be. She's a young thing. You surprise me. A beauty, no doubt. Now, you may be sure she's a title person, too. And in the magazines, you're always reading of her. I am. Now, if you can read. Ah, but she's been good to me. Send me a lot of good things she has, especially cakes and a, and a worsted worst waistcoat. 
with a loving message on the enclosed card. Ah, but it was the cakes that... Mistress, won't you try one of my cakes? No, not me. They're my own making. No, I thank you. Oh, but you must, you must. Here is one that Mrs. Haggerty had no chance to... What's the matter, mistress? The way he looks. Tell me. That's exactly the kind of cake her ladyship sends me. And was the waistcoat right, mister? I hope the black watch colors please you. I never mentioned the colors. I... Now, wait a minute. Was it you? Well, was it? I dared not give my own name, you see, and I was always reading here in the papers. Woman, is there no getting rid of you? I hope I haven't made jangles. Oh, the devil. Give me some tea. Game Girls play will follow in a moment. And now, the second act of the Old Lady Shelter Medal, starring Ethel Barrymore, Lionel Barrymore, and Douglas Fairbanks, Jr. Now, once again, Lionel Barrymore takes over the author's duties. For one minute, Mrs., that you've got me. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, just as long as we understand each other. Besides, I have a theater tonight. So, here's to you, you old mop and pail. Ave atque vale. What's that? That means hail and farewell. It's Latin. Oh, are you a scholar? Well, being Scots, there's almost nothing I don't know. <laughs> uh, you're a proper man to look at, Kenneth. I am generally admired. <laughs> She's an enviable woman. Who? Your mother. Huh? Oh, that. <laughs> uh, that was just protecting myself. I have neither father nor mother nor wife nor grandmama. Now, uh, this party never even knew who his proud parents were. Is that, is that true? It's gossip. Heavenly praise. No, none of that. I was a fool to tell you. And don't think you can take advantage of it. Pass the cake. I dare say it's true. We'll never meet again, Kenneth. Uh, I have no wager on it. When I get to Paris, no doubt I'll find you waiting for me with a cup of tea. Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth. It's just once before I die to be fitted for a Paris gown with a dreamy corsage. Oh, what is it? Hairy about? legs. <laughs> Mind your manners. <laughs> anyway, I must be stepping. Thank you for my tea. Not at all. Where are you living? Well, there's a place called the Hut where some of the second battalion are. They'll take me in. Beggars can't be choosers. Beggars? Well, I've never been here before. If you know what it means to be in a place like London without a friend, you know it. That's my condorum, too, Kenneth. Uh, I'm sorry for you, you poor old lady. But I see no way out for either of us. Do you not? Are you at it again? Kenneth, I've heard what a man on leave longs for more than anything else is a bed with sheets and a bath. And you never heard anything truer. Well, then, Kenneth Dowie, open that door, the door to the pantry. Yes? Now lift the dresser top and tell me what you see. 
It's a kind of a bath. It's a bath just a very pretty chemist, half at a time. <laughs> but, sir... Uh, and that isn't all. You think this is a wardrobe, don't you? So when I open the door... You see? A bed. <laughs> That's the dodge we need in the trenches. That's your bed, Kenneth. Mine? Well, what about you? Oh, little woman next door, give me a shake down till your leave is up. Ah, oh, you queer old divot. What can make you so keen to, to be burdened with a lump like me? Uh-huh. I tell you, I'm the commonest kind of man. And I'm just the commonest kind of old wifey myself. I've been a kick about all my life, and I'm no great shakes at the war. Yes, yeah. How many Germans have you killed? Well, just two for certain, and there was no glory in it. It was just they wanted my shirt. <laughs> have you took prisoners? Well, once I took half a dozen. But how could one man take half a dozen? In the usual way, I surrounded them. You know, you know, this mattress is on the fairest side. Oh, lady, if you really want me to, I'll bide. Oh, oh. Uh, but mind you, I don't accept you as a relation. Oh. For your personal glory, you can go on pretending to the neighbors. But the best I can promise you is that you're on probation. I'm a, I'm a cautious character, but we must see how you'll turn out. Yes, Kelly. And now I think for that bath. My theater begins at 6.30, and I wouldn't have wanted it. What is it, Kenny? A theater. I just happened to think it, it would be showier if I took a lady. Kenneth, tell me this instant what you mean. Don't keep me on the jump. Uh, no, no, it couldn't be done. Was it me you were thinking of? Now, nah, just for a moment. But you have no style. Not in this, of course. But, oh, Kenneth, you saw me in my room, Reno. It's laced up the back in the very latest. Oh. You can see for yourself if I did. Oh, there, Kenneth, look. Hmm. Yeah, it looks not so bad. But have you got a bit of um, uh, chiffon for the neck? It, it, it's not the bombs and the Kaisers and the Tipperary that men think of in the trenches. It, it, it's chiffon. Uh, I swear I have chemists, and I have a bangle and a muff and gloves. Ah, yeah. Tell me, you think you could give your face a, a less homely look? <laughs> oh, yes, Kenneth. I'm sure I could. Very well, then. You can have a try. Uh-huh. And so he leaves you, old lady, to bark himself. And so we leave you two for the moment, ringed around with entrancing hopes. In fact, we won't see you again until some evenings later. We'll be curious, naturally, to learn what's transpired, so we'll be waiting for you in your room. And as it happens, we won't be alone. Almost midnight, Mrs. Finley. Where could they be? At the theater again, I warrant. I was to the theater once. I was took by a car. Treated me just oh, like... There's a motor outside. A taxi, no less. It's a third this week. Look at her. Sitting up like a queen. What's she in? The new African jacket he got over Venus sleeves. Oh, she sold her gabardine coat? Oh, no, sir. She's wearing the astrocanitarian, the gabardine, so careless-like over her arm. I saw her strutting about with him yesterday as if the two of them might have profession. They're coming down the steps. Strike me dead if she's not on Tommy's arm. Oh, here they are. Hey, baby. Kenneth, we have visitors. Ah, your servant lady. Oh, well, <laughs> you said uh, We should apologize, Mrs. Gary. We're not meaning to... You're very welcome, I'm sure. Just wait till I get out of my astrakhan and my muff and my gloves and my excelsior and little presents from press. 
Kenneth. Mm. Mr. Dowie, you give her a glory time. Oh, it's her that's given it to me, Mrs. <laughs> just pampered me. And the same forgiveness for this being the last night we had a sit-down supper at a restaurant. Mm. I swear by heaven we had champagne wine. Oh. And to them as doubts my words, here's the cough. I'm sure we don't grudge it, Chief Mrs. Dowie, and sorry we are that this is the end. Yes. Yes, I must be off in ten minutes. Oh, of course. If you'll excuse me, ladies. Yes, strange. Why should she hide in the pantry like that? Oh, poor thing. She's too polite to drive down in company. Well, you must done, Mr. Dowie. Uh, you'll be having some lost words to say to us. Well, that's why I kept her out so long to have less time to say them in. Oh, it's the best way. Come along, ladies. Good luck, cockies, and goodbye, Bobby. Oh, well, I might as well face it. Oh, lady. Is it time? No, 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 not yet. Dixon's coming by for me. I told him to whistle when I must go. Oh, then did everything. Not in a promise to be gay. We were to help one another. Yes, Kenneth. Uh, no way to say goodbye. No way at all. I'm sorry, Kenneth. Besides, I um, have something to discuss with you. Have you noticed you've never called me son? Have I noticed? I was there, Kenneth. You said I was on probation. Aye, and so you were. Well, the probation's ended. And if you want me, you can have me. Oh. Kenneth, will I do? Woman, don't be so forward. Wait till I've proposed. <laughs> proposed for a mother. Ah, what for no? Mrs. Dower, you queer old cow, you spunky old biddy. Have I your permission to ask you the most important question a neglected orphan can ask of an old lady? Uh, none of yourself, Kenneth. For a long time, Mrs. Dow, you kind of have been unaware of my astonished feelings for you. Wait till I take my mop to you. And if you're not unwilling to be my mother, I swear I'll never ask another. Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth. Tell me, Mother, was I a well-behaved infant? Not you, Sonny. You were rampaging rogue. <laughs> was I was I slow in learning to walk? But wait till last to eat. <laughs> Was that the whistle? No, no, no. I thought... Look here. In taking me over, you have, in the manner of speaking, joined the Black Watch. I like to think that, Kenneth. And you must, therefore, behave so the regiment will be proud of you. Come. Ah, that's the style. Now listen. I've sent in your name as my nearest of kin, and your allowance will be coming to you in the nearest way. Oh, is it wicked, Kenneth? Ah, Well, I'll take the responsibility for it in both worlds. You see... I want you to be safeguarded in case... Kenneth. Come. I forgot. Uh, have no fear. I'll be back. Covered with mud and medals. <laughs> and mind you, have that cup of tea waiting for me. Yes, yes. Now, what fun we'll have writing to one another. Real letters this time. Yes. Now, I hope the ladyship will go on sending me cake. Well, you and... may be sure. <laughs> yes. Let, let me tie my scarf for I see like that. Ah, uh, you must have been a bunny thing when you were young, eh? Blue is always my color. I, I can't. Oh. There's a whistle, old lady. It's time. Don't have please. Old lady, you are what life means to me now.
have one more look at you. A month or two after Kenneth's death in action. It's early morning, and you're having a look at your medal. Kenneth's medal. Before setting off on your daily round. First the medals, then the scarf, and then the champagne cork, whose tinsel needs a bit of polishing with your apron. Uh, no cheers as you look at them. No, no. No cheers as you put them back. No cheers. But rather a triumphant pride as you lift your pail and mop again and say to no one in particular, Well, after work. Picture Relief Fund, thank you Ethel and Lionel Barrymore and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. for a memorable performance. and George Brent. Be sure to listen. The Old Lady Shows Her Medals was produced and directed by Bill Lawrence and adapted by Harry Cronman. Douglas Fairbanks, Jr. will soon be seen starring in the RKO Technicolor production Sinbad the Sailor. Ethel Barrymore can soon be seen starring in the RKO production The Farmer's Daughter. Lionel Barrymore is currently starring with Margaret O'Brien in the Metro-Golden-Mayer picture Three Wise Fools. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Tonight's Screen Guild show is being heard by our servicemen and women overseas through the worldwide shortwave and network facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is Truman Bradley speaking. Thank you. And good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.